came to deliver the captive. Now, let me ask you a question. I've heard testimonies. In fact, we read it in the Word of God where there were uh, Paul and Silas were in prison and sang praises to God. And while they were praising at midnight, the prison doors, the prison shook and the doors of the prison swung open. And not only were they delivered, And I'll make, try to make sense of that because we're like, oh, no, the Lord wouldn't deliver people that are bad. Oh, yeah, he would. You was bad. Right. <laughs> he delivered you. Yeah. Amen. God is still delivering captives. Yeah. Not only is he delivering captives that are bound up spiritually, emotionally, but physically, there are people that he's delivered, amen, in every way. Now, why did he come to deliver the captive? Well, because if you're captive, you need deliverance. Pretty, pretty elementary. And recovering of sight to the blind. So he gave sight to the blind. Now, why did he give sight to the blind? Well, because if you're blind, you need this ain't, again, it's not rocket science. This is, you can pull this out of a Cracker Jack box. Or something, I'm maybe, maybe showing my age there, but anyway. Fortune cookie, yes. You can pull that out. <laughs> Thank you, Don. <laughs> you can pull that out of a fortune cookie. So, uh, blind in every way, spiritually, physically. We know he heals physical blindness. And so, let, let, let me just stop because you all know where I'm going with this. Many of you know where I'm going with this. But it's, again, I think it's important for us to rehearse this regular. Well, the very first thing that Jesus said was what? Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Do you know the conclusion that religion won't let you draw from that verse of Scripture? Do you know the conclusion that poverty won't let you draw from that scripture? That Jesus came preaching the gospel to the poor so you don't have to be poor no more. Yes. If, the opposite, if the opposite of broken is healed and the opposite of bound is delivered and the opposite of blind is seeing, what's the opposite of poor? So Jesus came preaching the gospel to the poor so that you wouldn't have to be poor no more so that you could be rich. In what way? In every way. 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 Glory to God. In every way. In every way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. You know, when I was in my office back there getting ready to come out, you know what the Lord told me? The Lord told me deliverance was going to happen today. That the power of the devil was going to be broken off of the lives of people that are... Listen, some of you, you sense freedom in the house today because the devil knows that he's going to have to get on out in the name of Jesus. Glory. Glory. <laughs> Amen. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Oh, you know, the Bible does tell us that in the book of Timothy, that uh, one of the reasons, well, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitating to go there because if we go there, we might be there for a minute. Should we go there? Go to the first Timothy. Uh, uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, glory. First Timothy chapter six. Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So we read this scripture. First uh, Timothy chapter six, verse ten. It says, "For the love of money is the root of all evil." which while have some have coveted after, they have erred from the faith and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. For the Do you know you don't have to have money to love money? You don't have to have love money to love money. But see, you know what poverty thinking will do? Poverty thinking will cause you to believe that if you're believing God for supernatural increase, that that's a love for money. And that it's material. But the reality is, poverty thinking is what causes you to love money. How do you know whether or not you love money? Is your life right now pierced through with many sorrows? We, we need to, uh, <laughs> I'm just going, yeah, I know some people are like, we take inventory here. <laughs> we take inventory. Do you err from the faith regular? Another, and, uh, what does the erring from the faith mean? It, does it, it means this. Do you get away from faith in God regularly and pierce yourself through with many sorrows because of the circumstances of your life and what you're going through? then you can probably figure you're a lover of money more than you're a lover of God. Well, that didn't go over with. <laughs> but see, the Word of God will show you where you're at. You know, you, know what the, you know what the book of Proverbs says? The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. Now, let's, let's read this because some people are like, well, you got to read that whole chapter. Um, let's read it because I, I want to debunk some things here for a minute. Uh, ch uh, chapter 6, verse 1. Now get ready because some of y'all going to have to rub and blow on some stuff here. Uh, you're going to have to be like, it's, it, it might sting a little bit, but it'll be all right. It says, let as many as are servants under the yoke count their... Can we, let me read, can we do this in the English Standard? Let's read it in the English Standard. Uh, I've never read it in the English Standard before, so I'm hoping it'll, 
be better. But it says, let all who are under the yoke of, uh, as bond servants regard their own masters as worthy of all. In other words, if you're working for someone, honor them. Oh, yeah. Why? So that the name of God and the teaching may not be reviled. In other words, so that you can have a good testimony and, and everything that you say about Jesus, they'll believe it because you honored them and you weren't a jerk. Always complaining. This miserable place, I don't make nothing, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? You have a choice. You have a choice. I had one, one fella worked at the Waffle House. Uh, Ted and I were there. He made us some food, and he was mad at the waitress. They were arguing, fussing with one another. You could tell he was put out with his job. He was being all kind of ugly, and he made us some food, and it wasn't that great. Well, when they brought the food and my hash browns was burnt, I said, hey, you need to make these hash browns again. They're burnt. He said, that's the way I make them. I said, well, you ain't eating them. Go ahead, man. I'm eating them. I said, guess what? You ain't working for you today. You're working for me today. That's right. I said, here's how I want you to do it. Go ahead, man. Now, I, listen, I knew good and well it was going to get under his skin. Oh, yeah. Now, was I, was I trying to be, was I trying to be uh, ugly? No, I was trying to rattle his cage. See, some of y'all leave out of here sometimes with your cage rattled and you're like... Man, I knew that. You do, sometimes you don't know that was done on purpose. Oh yeah. To, to, so, you, so you would think about what's going on. Right. Anyway, so I, I told him, I said, this is how I wanted it. I scattered, covered, chunked, diced, and cat. I, I even know the lingo. Come on, I was speaking in Waffle House tongues. And he had the interpretation. You know? <laughs> so I put, I put it out there. I said, he said, well, I, he was complaining even when he was having to read I didn't go to school for this. I said, hey, look, here, dude, it's not my fault you took a job at the Waffle House, but this is your job. This is where you, you chose this. I didn't choose this for you. You chose this. If you went to school for something else, you didn't do something else, that's your own stinking fault. Right now, you making my hash browns, scattered, covered, chunk, dice, capped, and you ain't burning them this time. Because today, you working for me. Oh, yeah. That's right. And Ted was sitting there with me. He's like, that's right. <laughs> now, as Christians, now, some people would have said, oh, Pastor, you should have been more Christ-like. Well, was I not Christ-like? I didn't say that out of malice. I didn't say that out of arrogance. Or, see, some of you like, well, he, see, he comes across arrogant. Maybe that's you. Maybe it's not me. Maybe it's you. Maybe, maybe you have a problem with authority. Maybe you have a problem with... You know, I have people all the time be like, I, I'm not sure I like you. I'm like, that's too bad. Because I'm a good friend. I'm a nice friend. They think I'm, they think, they, well, he's just full of himself. No, I'm, I just know who I am. And I'm not going to let you make me go home and question. I'm going to lose my appetite thinking about how. 
I know exactly. Listen, I know, I know who I am. I know where I came from. I know what the Lord has done from, with me and for me and through me. I know. But see, some people, the only way they're happy with other people is if they can get them down. I don't like you, Lewis. You know what? The only way, way they go hang out with you if you're like, well, why not? That makes me feel bad. Well, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to choose to forgive you. Some people, that's the only people they hang out with. But, you, you know, you come with, hey, Lewis, I don't like you. Well, that's unfortunate. Because I'm a good guy. But that's okay. Yeah, try, 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 try Charles over there. Maybe he'll be. Well, how dare you? Contrary to popular belief, other people preach the gospel too. Yes. They don't have to get it all from me. Yes. Right. If they don't hear it from me, maybe they'll hear it from Ted. Come on. Right. Oh, yeah. right. They don't hear it from Ted, maybe they'll hear it from somebody else. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen. Some people come, forgive me, Pastor. I, I, I didn't like you, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know why you're asking me to forgive you. I'm not the one you need to ask forgiveness to, you know? I didn't know. <laughs> uh, you and Jesus, you need to get together. <laughs> Anyhow. But that fellow, that fellow there, you say, well, was that Christ-like? Did that help? Well, when he, when he finally made the hash brown, he brought him over, and I was like, now that's, that's uh, in fact, I was like this. I said, good job. I said, that's the way I like them. That's right. So we left. And uh, <laughs> I got you in trouble one time. Anyway. <laughs> Can I tell the story? Okay, I won't tell it. <laughs> so Ted and I, we go back to the hotel. We'd been, I'd been, we'd been doing meetings that day, all day. We go back to the hotel. Spirit of God said, uh, how much did I send you over there with it? It was 20 bucks. I thought it was 100. But anyway, uh, uh, the Spirit of God spoke to me. Sent Ted back over there with an offering for that guy. I was like, well, that's silly. But I, I, I guess it was 20 bucks. I got 20 bucks. Give it to Ted. Ted went to, out of the hotel. He went back to the Waffle House. When Ted got to the Waffle House, the guy was in the back of the restaurant in the alley sitting out there with his head down. He's smoking a cigarette or something with his head down uh, crying. Ted went up to him and said, hey, that was my pastor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, he put his hand on He says, I know it seemed like he could be kind of rough. He said, but he's telling you what. He's telling you something that if you hear it, the word of God, it'll set you free. And he sent me over here. And I think Ted added to that offering. Didn't you add to that offering? I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I think you did. You told us you did. So he, Ted gives him this offering and, and prays with him. And this guy, not only is he crying now, he is weeping. Oh, yeah. And Ted leads him in a sinner's prayer and he gives his heart to the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And you know what? He wasn't even mad at me. He's mad at himself. When Ted finally talked to him, he's like, it's not him. It's me. I've made a mess of my life. Ted's like, Jesus will fix. Jesus will take what you messed up and he'll fix it. The spirit of the Lord. Was, get to, he said he just lost his last $20. 
He, yeah, he had just la- lost his last 20 bucks, and the Lord gave it back to him supernaturally. Amen. See, so when, now, see, some people think it's, it's, it's called honor. Say honor. Honor. So when, when, in regards to your employers, people you work with, people you work for, people that work for you, show honor. Because the word of God will abound if you'll show honor. Now let's go on. I just threw that in there for free. Those who have believed, believing masters must not be disrespectful. Listen, just because Salazar's are saved, don't call them up and ask for the Christian discount. Don't call them and say, hey, how much can you get me for this roof? Because I want to replace my floors too. <laughs> I'm, I'm preaching right now. They're, they're being called too. They're like, yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> Michael and Eric be showing up at people's houses. They're like, well, can you get me a new fence? Can you, what, what can you get? We'd like to put in a pool. You think you'd get me enough for a pool? They'd be like, you know, that's insurance fraud, right? <laughs> well, glory. See, see how it got quiet? Because most everybody's tried it. No admission today. Listen, no admission today. <laughs> but anyway, those who have believe it, and I'm just, I threw that in there because we got to be careful. Just because someone's a believer, listen, don't call, don't, listen, Ted is a good brother. He loves, he loves Jesus. But if your washer breaks down and you need a new washer, don't call Ted and, and, and be expected he's going to give you a washer because you're a Christian. Um, hey, Ted, brother Ted. Hey, brother Ted. Hallelujah. He answers, he, answers, he answers his phone. Praise the Lord. Hello. You know how many people, you know how many people become Christians the minute they hear Ted answer the phone that way? All of them. Praise the Lord, brother. I'm calling because my washer broke down and all I got is $25. What do you have for 25 bucks? Nothing. Ted used to tell him, I, nothing. But I, I told him, I said, you need, to get a, you need to buy some scrub boards for the people that want $25 washers. And I said, and buy, buy some, uh, uh, some of that t- uh, twine or some, some string, some rope and clothesline and some of them clips clothes pins. I said, get you some of them when they want a $25 dryer, hand, hand, get them a bag of that. So here you go. Oh, yes, it works, too. <laughs> but if you, you had a job and you got a Christian boss. Go ahead. Instead of telling them, well, you don't act like a Christian, you, you act like the Christian. Don't be disrespectful. I told you, just rub on it and blow on it. It'll be all right. Some of you are like, what does this have to do with supernatural inquiry? Well, that's what, that, that's what, that's what Paul was getting to with Timothy. You know, you know what these mindsets are? Poverty mindsets. They're mindsets that lead you in a direction that don't, end, that don't put you in a place. See, we, we've got a whole generation that thinks they have to be treated a certain way in order for them to perform on their job. Well, they don't like me. They don't like me. They're, they're being me. They're picking on me. No, they want you to do your stinking job. They ain't picking on you. They have expectations. You got to meet the expectation. 
well, I'm going to quit because I just don't, I, I don't fit there. You might, you might not. But here's the thing. Do you know you will magically have a different work environment if you will meet the expectation right. of your boss? Whether they're a believer or an unbeliever. Well, they don't want to do nothing. Well, because they already did what you... Do you, know, do you know how many people are like, well, Pastor, he, do, uh, he, he, well, the, yeah, he don't even, when, it, we're, when we're picking up chairs, he don't pick up chairs. It's because I had a fight with people to pick up chairs. Yeah. I pick up a chair and pretty soon Lewis takes off with it. <laughs> I pick up four chairs, Sheree come behind me, grab them four chairs out of my, Sheree be grabbing more stuff out of my hands than most people. Oh, yeah. I tried to vacuum one time, Ted came right behind me, took the vacuum. Here, That's give me that. Heck, if, some, if, if I was washing my car and Tyler saw me washing my car at the car wash, pretty soon he'd be coming, pulling around, Ayla, baby, and all, and he'd be like, here, give me that wand. <laughs> now, is it because I don't want to wash a car? I don't know how to wash? No, because there are some people that have, you, you know, uh, a prosperity mentality is a servant mentality. You know that you are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. And if you can be a blessing, God will... Boy, y'all hearing me today? If you will be a blessing, God will bless you. And you can do that anywhere. Amen. See, y'all weren't, y'all weren't there when my, pastor, when my pastor went out of town. I went to his house. His dog was full of ticks. That dog had so many ticks. I was like, dear, I thought it was a tick. It was a dog. I dragged that dog. I dragged that dog to the vet. I said, can you, this is my pastor's dog. Y'all got to save this dog. They're like, we'll do our best. They dipped that dog in tick, that tick killing stuff for horses, man, trying to get rid of all them ticks. Man, I almost saved that dog's life. I ended up dying. Well, pastor's out of town. I went into his backyard, ticks all over the place. I went and got some seven dust and a spreader. I went in his backyard. I began to spread that dust all over his backyard to kill them ticks. I dug a little grave for that dog, put that dog in that grave. I made a little tombstone, carved out. The dog's name was Bear. That's my pastor's dog. When he came home, I was like, Pastor, your dog was on the roof. No, no, your dog. Some of you don't know the, some of you don't know the joke. Anyway. I was like, your, your dog died. It had ticks. He said, I know, I know it did. I said, it died from the ticks, Pastor. He's like, well, I'm glad he died when I was gone. I don't know that I could have bore that. I said, well, I made a little grave here. <laughs> he, started, he was like, he even had to wipe away a tear. Heck, my pastor was up preaching. I know the man can do it. Listen, I, he, he, he wasn't disabled. But one day I'm up there, and he, he stood on the platform. Ted had bought him some brand new shoes, just a blessing. Them oh, yeah. shoes were so dirty. One thing I can't stand is dirty shoes. I, I couldn't even hear the message for them shoes. <laughs> he walked back and forth on that platform. At the end of church, I said, Pastor, let me see them shoes. He was like, oh, yeah. I said, take them off. Let me see. He, he took them off. He put them in. I grabbed them. I said, I'll have them back to you in a few days. He said, what are you going to do with them? I said, I'm going to clean them. He said, I can clean my own shoes. I said, I know, but you won't. <laughs> so I'm going to clean them. One day I went to his house. So his car was a, Tyler, this, his car was a mess. It was always a mess. 
That car was so nasty. I went to his house regular, pulled up at his house and said, hey, Pastor, toss me. I got to move your car. Let me move your car. Man, I'd move his car right to the car wash. I washed and cleaned that car on more than one occasion. If I saw him carrying something, I grabbed it from him. Now, listen, it wasn't because, listen, it wasn't because I felt like that I couldn't be a Christian or couldn't be godly. Or couldn't. When, you, when you get out of poverty, you know what poverty mentality says? About time somebody does something for me. Come on. And a poverty mentality feels entitled to it. You know, I went to that church, and they wouldn't do nothing for me. Bless God, they're not Christians. See how quiet it got? And some of us, we've, some of us, we've got our, our nose out of joint because we don't realize. Y- y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not talking about these things because this is what I expect from people. Listen, I don't need it. I've got plenty of people around me that don't want me to do a thing. Does that mean I don't do a thing? No, that's not what that means at all. I, just do, I do it when y'all aren't around. It's true. I come through here when you're not around, I do stuff. That's right. Before you showed up at the hangar, I did a bunch of stuff That's right. to get ready for our gathering. I knew I couldn't do it if y'all came over there. Y'all wouldn't let me do nothing. When everybody got over there, nobody wanted me to do nothing. And you know what? When you have the right heart, that's the way it ought to be. Oh, yeah. We ought to be doing that for one another. That's right. And when it comes to the man of God, even more so because we, we, we look up to them. We hold them in high esteem. Well, guess what? When you have a believing boss, it ought to be the same way. All right. Praise God. I know. I know. I know. Listen, just rub it. Just rub it. You, we, we, have, we have trouble with that because we're entitled. Spoiled? How can I be spoiled? I ain't got nothing. You don't have to have something to be spoiled. Go ahead now. In fact, poverty and lack, poverty and lack will cause you to, man, if you're not careful, poverty and lack, once God starts blessing you with something, poverty and lack will, will, will if you don't get rid of that mindset and that mentality, when God starts it, you'll, you'll start thinking that you should take advantage. I had fellows that traveled with me, Ted included. Now, I, I will say this. Ted never fell into this category. He never did. Because Ted, he learned the... You know, do you know who taught me about tithing? Ted. I knew nothing about tithing. I learned tithing from Ted. Ted started tithing to my ministry. I was like, what's this? He says, tithe. I said, what's that? He said, 10%. He said, Bible says you give 10%. And he was like, you don't give 10%? I'm like, I gave my whole life. If you give your whole life, you don't have to give 10% of your money. That was my mindset. That was my mindset, church. Oh, it looks like I'm taking the whole time here. That was my mindset. I don't, I don't have to. I'm a, I'm a preacher. I don't have to. I gave my whole life. I don't need to pay my time. He has a, Jesus gave it all, all to him I owe. Ted was like, well, the Bible says 10% of your increase. 
you know what? I let it slide. I'm like, mm -mm, not me. Because he, he got my everything. Then I started getting a revelation. I started seeing Ted. Ted went from tithing 20, 20 bucks, 15, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 50, 50 bucks. All of a sudden, 100 bucks, 150, 300, 1,000, 1,500. I'm like, Ted, what are you? He's like, Lord's blessing me. Lord's blessing me. I'm like, dude, 15, that's, that's tithe of $15,000, $1,500. He's like, mm hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> then one day he handed me a check for 15 grand. Well, by then, I'd, I'd already gotten a revelation on supernatural inquiry, but I was still working it out because I, I didn't accept that. I didn't accept that 15 grand for three months. He tried to give it to me. I was like, oh, I ain't touching that. He said, why not? I said, people are going to talk if you give me that kind of money. you driving around in a beat-up old rattle truck. Listen, Ted gave $15,000 to the ministry when he was driving around in a beat-up old rattle trap. His wife was driving around in a rattle trap. They didn't have nothing. They was going through difficulty. He was in a battle in his physical body. Uh, he had been off of work. Uh, he was on workman's comp. He, he had four, three kids, four kids in his house that he was having to feed, and he's trying to hand me $15,000. It's the first money he's gotten in, a, in, what, three years? First money he got in in three years, the Lord told him he needed to sow it. I'm like, I ain't taking that. I don't want to be on the other end of the persecution that comes with that. Finally, the Lord said, you're putting a kink in the hose of the blessing that I'm trying to get to Ted. He said, he's not giving it to you. He's giving it to me. Because I told him to give it. He said, you're holding up his blessing. Man, I was praying that morning. I called Ted up. I'm like, Ted, I'm sorry, brother. I said, I'll receive it. Now, Ted didn't make it easy. He's like, meet me at the bank. That's right. We, we got to go to the bank for this? Oh, yeah. I, th I thought maybe, you know, at a restaurant, you could slip it under the table. <laughs> maybe the DEA might think something else is going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meet him at the bank. Not any bank. The bank that Debbie works at. And all these people know their situation. So I'm, I'm trying to make it all quiet. I'm like, mm -hmm. They're like, we want to take $14,000. It was fourteen. We want to take $14,000 out of our account. No, Ted ain't. You know, Ted don't do nothing quiet. <laughs> Heck, he walked to the bathroom here. Altoid can, you know. Uh, and Tabitha, you were, you were still little. You were still young. We can take $14,000 out of our account. <laughs> what? $14,000. $100 bills. One of them big fat, that, that thing wouldn't even close up, Tyler. It just kept turning loose. You know that little, that little sticky thing? That, it was just like, it's like a, like a fat man's bottom button on his shirt. Just kept turning loose. 
I'm standing there. I'm thinking we're going to go outside. No. They both come over just like this. Look at them. Just, this is how they are. They, they, I, I remember like it was yesterday. The, the, both, of, the both of them. They come. They, they're, they're both crying. as the, Them people in that bank are watching them and looking, and they're looking at me. They're like, there's Jim Jones, and there's a... That's what they're thinking. That's what they're thinking. You know what? You can't let that crap come up in your mind like that. You, you know what that is? That is nothing but the devil. That is nothing but the devil. And we as Christians, we got no business letting that stuff come up in our minds when it comes to doing the word of God. Thank God, Ted and Deb, they, they just came. They had that fat envelope, and I was nervous. Listen, there wasn't, there wasn't anything rejoicing. You'd think I'd be like, glory, to money cometh, amen. No, I'm like, dear God. It was thick. And they walk over, and Ted, <laughs> would Ted get under that anointing? He get, I'm going to get a bobblehead yet, still yet. Ted, I, he get under the bobblehead anointing. They're crying. They, they walk over. And they're, they're, they're both trembling. And they, they said, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. This is the truth, isn't it? They said it like this. Lord, in the bank. At noon. Lord, we're sowing this in the name of Jesus in obedience to your word. God, we thank you as we give. It's given unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men are going to give into our bosom with the same measure that we give with all. It'll be given back to us. Glory to God. They put that envelope in my hand and I ran out of there. The people, I thought I was running because I was like, woo! No, I was running because I didn't want them to get out pitchforks and torches and kill the beast. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't two weeks that Rachel, I had held that back for three months. Two weeks later, Ted calls me on the phone. He said, I just got a check in the mail, $34,000. What? He said, $34,000. I said, where did it come from? He said, General Motors sent it to me. He said, I'm not sure why. I called my attorney. He said, deposit it quick. <laughs> you know what he told you? Ted had a great attorney. Anyway. <laughs> 34 grand. You know what? Another few, a few days later, another check for $25,000 came into bed. Listen, $25,000. Glory to God. Now, wait, you, you, you'd say, well, praise the Lord. Ted sowed that. See, here's the thing. When you, and I'm just telling you about we're talk, what we're talking about is dealing with a poverty mindset. I'm almost finished. Dealing with a poverty mindset. See, a poverty, mind, a poverty mindset will tell you this. 
You did what he told you to do. Now you ain't got to do no more. You sowed that big old seed, you're good for a while. <laughs> now, Ted, when Ted got that check, $30-some thousand dollars, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you real quick. Is that okay? Yes. I'm at the church. I walk into my office at the church. When I walk into my office, there's a big brand new executive desk sitting in my office. Amen. Man, that desk I had before, you had to put books under the leg. You understand? I mean, it was terrible, Lewis. It was terrible. That, that, the, the stench on that chair was the stench of four youth pastors before me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gil's like, oh, dear God. <laughs> Febreze, Pastor Febreze. <clears throat> I, walked, I went to my pastor. I'm like, hey, thank y'all for buying me a desk. He said, y'all? I said, yeah. He goes, wasn't it y'all? I said, well, the church. He said, church didn't buy that desk. Are you crazy? <laughs> Our church wasn't a giving church. Uh, I said, Pastor Bill, did you give me your old desk? I said, but then I looked. His old desk is sitting there. I went back there, and this was this nice mahogany, you know, beautiful, big old, big old executive. Desk. Listen, this looked like a, the desk that was in a, a, an oil executive's office. Come on. In fact, Pastor came over to look at it. He's like, can I come look at it? He was all feeling on it. I'm like, hey, bro. <laughs> Pastor Bill. I was like, I said, who did it? He said, I've been sworn to secrecy. I've been sworn not to tell. I was like, well, praise God. I said, thank you, Lord. He said, that's what they said. They said it's from Jesus. I was like, well, praise God. Hallelujah. I rejoiced. I was like, Pastor Bill, I said, now all I need is a a nice ox blood red leather executive chair to go with this. I said, it'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. He's like, well, praise God. So I go to leave the office. I'm walking out the door. And I notice I'm seeing that beat up old truck of Ted sitting out there. I'm like, hey, Ted's out there. Maybe he'll go to lunch with me. Well, he, then all of a sudden door opens up and in the door rolls an ox blood red leather executive chair high back like i was like that's a chair and then behind it come ted and ted sees me he's like <laughs> like like it like i'm a t-rex or something if he gets if he freezes i don't see him <laughs> he act like i'm a t-rex <laughs> And I came out there, I said, Ted, what are you doing with that chair? He goes, here you go, brother, it's from Jesus. Oh, yeah. I said, it was you. He goes, what? I said, you did the desk. You know, Ted had bought me that desk and that chair. Amen. You, you, you think that was all? You'd be like, oh, that's it. No, man. I'd been dreaming of a laptop computer. And one day it shows up. You know who it was? Ted. Amen. You know what? Ted has never quit. He's never quit. Never quit. He keeps on. And Brother Ted, he's been that way forever. But you know what that is? You can't, you can't have a poverty mindset and be that way. Poverty mindset tells you mine, mine, mine. 
Now, it's not that you, you're never tempted to get a power, right? It's not that you're never tempted. Sometimes you're tempted. Because sometimes someone does something for you like that's right, Jack. I had guys that traveled with me. And Ted never did this because he, he didn't have a party mindset. We'd sit down to dinner at a, at a place that was nice. Pastor say, fellas, whatever you want, get it. Well, when, you, when, you got, when you've got a mindset that says what the Word of God says, you don't get up in there and be like, that's right, you're about to have me something right now. <laughs> What's the most expensive thing on the menu? Listen, when you trust God, you believe God, you don't think that way because you already eaten whatever you want to eat. So, you know what you end up doing? You end up doing what you always do. So if it was a steak place, if I wanted a steak, I got a steak. I got the kind of steak that I wanted. Not the kind of, not because you know, somebody else, but, but you know the mother fellows that travel with us, they're like, ooh, they would write, the, ooh, the pastor's paying. I'm going to get, I'm gonna get the surf and turf. They start getting all these, it's most expensive. They would have never bought that for themselves. And I had to rebuke them. I'm like, how dare you? You take, what you're doing is you're taking advantage. Your poverty mindset will always try to make you take advantage of somebody else right. to scratch some itch that you think has got to be scratched. Boy, I'm preaching right now. But see, when you live, when you live with an understanding of God's blessing, now you might, you might go and you might say, man, surf and turf would be nice. Now listen, if you'd buy it for yourself, But when you go in there and then you and then you think you're entitled to it, you know, after a while those fellows they, they traveled with me and all of a sudden they begin to believe they were entitled to eat nice, to eat good. Now all of a sudden they're entitled to be taken care of by me. I was trying to be a blessing to them by paying for their dry cleaning. Pretty soon they're entitled to have their dry cleaning done. Oh, you don't understand. I was doing that to be a blessing. Right. Oh, yeah. right. That wasn't a form of payment for right. what you're doing because you don't right. do nothing. Well, praise the Lord. Is this helping anybody, by the way? Oh, yeah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, Brother Ted, he was... One time I looked at a fishing rod. Dude didn't have a dime. Didn't have a dime. I was looking at a fishing rod. Man, I'd love to have that fishing rod. We, we always dreaming. We okay. take, we'd go and we'd make like we could buy the whole store. That's right. You can't, if you can't dream it, you can't have it. That's right. We'd pick stuff up. We knew good and well we couldn't walk out of there with it. We'd pick it up. I'm like, what do you think, Ted? What do you think? You think I ought to have this? Yeah, I think you ought to have it. Oh, yeah. I won't buy three of them, Ted. Two for me, one. No, no, I'll give you one. We'll just have two. <laughs> We'll just have two of them. We'll be, we'll be even. We go to the tackle show. Listen, we'd be sitting in boats. And, and, and salespeople wouldn't even mess with us. They'd be like, I'm, I'm sitting there like this. Ted's going, <laughs> 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 we'd 
we went to the Rolls Royce dealer. I took, I took, we, we, I, was, I had bought a Mercedes Benz. We took it in for service, and they, they had a Rolls Royce dealer there. I said, Ted, they got Rolls Royces in their hand. Huh? He was like, huh? I said, they got Rolls Royces in there. He, boy, he got out the car fast. <laughs> he went in there. Listen, he did. He was in his cutoff shorts. They was all fringy jean shorts. He cut them off himself. You understand? <laughs> He was like Jethro Bodine. He had a, he had a rope tied around his back. I mean, he had his flip-flops on. He rolled up in there like the penguin. <laughs> that rolls right. That guy, you should see them guys. They was panicking. They was panicking. Well, I went in there. I, I looked like I was a customer. Ted looked like he rolled in, like he just put his sign down from the, <laughs> I'm just telling the truth, because I don't know what it was that day, you was working or something, you was doing something, you, you weren't looking your best that day, he was probably mowing grass, but the dude, looked, he looked terrible, but anyway, <clears throat> so I saw them guys coming, I'm just like, hurry up, Ted, this one's open, I opened up that Rolls Royce. Ted jumped in the driver's seat. I shut that door behind him. <laughs> Listen, you've never heard a door close like a door of a Rolls Royce. Listen, you close the door. There's something different when you hear. You, you know, you, you throw the door behind a closed and you hear a little rat. You close a Rolls Royce, it, it feels, it, it sounds expensive. Oh, yeah. Man, I opened up the, I opened up the passenger side. I didn't even get in the back. I got in the back. I said, they had, there was a, there's an umbrella in the door. You push a button, umbrella pop out. Tables. Man, I was back there. I was, I was punching buttons. Tables coming. Ted's, Ted's all feeling of the, you know, everything. Guy comes over. Can, can, can I help you? I was like, just leave us for a minute. Just leave us alone. And he said, hey, if you need anything, let me know. We're like, we'll let you know. You know, I, I thought Ted was foolish for wanting a Rolls Royce. But man, I got in that thing and it was nice. Oh yeah. They are nice. I was in the back of that thing and I said, hey Ted. I said, you can't you, you can't put a, a, a hitch on this. Oh yes, I can. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. Oh yes, I can. I'll haul everything with it. I was like, but Ted, going down a dirt road, he said, but but when I got in it, I was like, Ted, would you like take this on ministry trips? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, Lord, give Ted a Rolls Royce. Glory to God. Man, that thing was nice. But Ted, he'd been... He, now, I'm not trying to lift up Ted, but there, there, there are people that God has raised up as an example. Right. That's right. And the reason why Ted has had a heart of servitude in the way that he has... And I, and I understand. You know, uh, I, I watched him. He was a little rough, like on Tabitha, Amanda, his kids... You know, he had, to, he had to raise them up. And so when you're raising up your kids, sometimes you got to be different with them because they have to learn certain lessons in life. Oh, yeah. And, but the generosity that come out of these two folks over the years stemmed out of a heart of servitude. Right. Oh, yeah. Breaking a poverty mindset. That's Breaking right. a poverty mindset. Yeah. And now, uh, again... I've looked into Ted's life at times. Probably he's looked into my life at times. We haven't exemplified the word of God. So we could go back to those times, or we could look at the times where we did exemplary things 
with the word of God. Stand up all over the place. Uh, I was going to read you this scripture out of the uh, uh, John, but I'll, I'll save it. Amen. I'll save it. Well, did this help anybody here today? So if, you're, if your pastor gets up here and starts talking to you about supernatural increase, listen, it's not for personal gain. It's not for filthy lucre. It's not because I'm trying to buy a car. In fact, I don't know. There are people that have done that. Don't get me wrong. There are preachers, you know, they're like, God just spoke to me, said there are 10 people here going to, because they've got a project that they're working on. To me, it's better to tell you all about the project and, and see if you want to get behind it. It's not good to, to manipulate. It's never good to manipulate people. That's wrong. That's poverty. That's poverty thinking. And it never affects the giver or the receiver in the way that God intended for it to. But see, that's the one thing I've been able to watch in Ted's life, Debbie's life. I've watched them. And y'all haven't always done right, right? None of us always do right. Are y'all hearing me? You, you asked that, Tabitha will tell you they didn't always do right. She was there. She knowed him there her whole life. Well, I'm sure there were times people said, oh, Tabitha, what's it like to have Ted as your daddy? She'd be like, boy, you don't want to know. <laughs> She's like, I know the dirt. I know the dirt. Yeah, but Annie, you know, there are people actually come past her Annie and say, what's it like to live with him? She's like, I don't even want to mess with your... I don't, want to, I don't want to crash your dreams. I don't want to crash your dreams. Just believe me. Just, just be thankful to God that you get him in the pulpit. Because we don't always do right. We do our best to live for Jesus every day. But I will tell you this, boy. You get the word of God in you. And the devil is a disadvantage. When you know what the Bible says, he can't lie to you and tell you you got to accept where you're at. Clint, Talisha, you don't have to accept where you're at in the name of God. Now, I don't know nothing about what's, where, where y'all are, what's going on with you, but I hear the Lord saying that you are on the brink of a great breakthrough. Amen. And I hear God saying that the pressure is going to be alleviated. God says the burden is coming off your shoulders. And the Lord says he's going to supply. Woo! Hallelujah. The Lord says not barely enough, but more than enough. In the name of Jesus. So I release that to y'all in Jesus' name. But all over this, all over this place, I just want, I just want y'all to understand that uh, you will, you, you'll, you'll take on a different mindset. When, need, when, needs, when needs arise in your life, you'll go find somewhere to serve the need of someone else. Because you'll realize by the Spirit that that's the answer. That's the way out. See, but what if I don't have a dime to give? You don't have to. It's not just money. You give of yourself. Amen. Amen. That's the way the Lord's been leading you, Gil. That's the way the Lord's led you. And you're doing right. By doing the things that you're doing, don't think it's not enough. Well, you do what the Lord tells you to do, it's, it's enough. And you can count on the Lord taking and doing his part to see to it that you walk in the fullness of his blessing.
in the name of Jesus. Well, you know, I've done more talking about finances over the last three months, two, two or three months than I have probably entire existence of this church. But I think we're under attack. I do. I think that this that, that the church is under attack. I, I think y'all specifically, this church, I think the devil tries to mess with y'all, try to get you to get in fear. Don't be afraid. It's okay. Because somewhere in the future, you look a whole lot better over there than you look right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your future's bright. You, it may not look good right at this moment, but I'm going to tell you right. You just need to look at, you need to look at where you're at and be like, glory to God. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be out of here. Amen. It ain't getting worse. It's getting better. Glory to God. I'm not going under. I'm going over. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. You know what? I, I felt like the Lord was telling me that our house is about to be paid for in the next year or so. We're about to get a free and clear title on that. You know what else? You know what else I felt like he told, told me? I felt like he said that we need to buy a multi-million dollar property. The church. There's, there's, a, there's a property they want $2 million for. Michael thinks we can get it cheaper. Can you, t- can you pull up where that's at and tell them so we can... I want, I want y'all to... You know what I want y'all to do? I want y'all at some point this week, I want you to go by that property. I want you to put your feet on it. I want you to put your hands on it. I want you to say, Lord, we receive this property in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then, and then say this, Lord, you can get some money through me if you want to. You know, if, if it's two million, whatever it is. Here's what I'm believing for, though. That we're not going to have to get a loan. We're just going to buy it outright. We're just going to write a check. 1.7, 1.8, but whatever it is, whatever it is they accept, maybe one, maybe they'll go to 1.5. Heck, they might come over here and be like, Lord told us to give you this building. How, however, however it comes, it's coming from the Lord. Whether, whether God sends money into your hands, into my hands, you know, I, who, who knows? Man, I'm, Tyler and I might be on the wing of a jet just polishing away. And the owner come up and say, I heard y'all was from a church. Yeah, we're from a church. What y'all needing at that church? We need, we need 1.7 million. You know what? Here's your 1.7 million. I mean, I hang around people regular that, that they got that kind of money. So do you, Anna. <laughs> God can do it any way he wants to do it. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> well, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. And today, God, I'm agreeing with your people that they're breaking out on the left and they're breaking out on the right. Lord, that everything that they're facing financially God that it's not going to overwhelm them it's not going to overtake them that they're not going to rely upon a mentality Lord that lends itself to poverty but God they're going to rely on your word and kingdom thinking to lead them to a breakthrough Lord I thank you that today glory to God glory to God I thank you that today your people 
are receiving freedom and deliverance from wrong mindsets, wrong thinking, and from evil spirits that have parked themselves in their lives to hinder them from entering into the fullness of your blessing and your promises. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. I thank you that everything that they're touching, touching is prospering. I thank you, Lord, that everything that they're touching is prospering in the name of, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, look at there. They got a picture of the building up there right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just scroll through them pictures. Let's look at it right quick. Look, just scroll through. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Look, if them teachers was in here right now, they'd be shouting. Oh, come on, Jesus. Thank God. Thank God. Come on now. Well, you could have roller skating right there. Thank God. Celebrate. Fellowship Hall. Come on, Jesus. Oh, you know. been in my office you know <laughs> come on Jesus amen all right make sure make sure you put the address up so we have we people can take a picture or write it down y'all can go by there's just up the road here it's not far at all but uh, yeah there it is 8601 North Council Road I agree with you in the name of Jesus for your needs to be. I agree with you. Every family, right? I agree. You know what? I want y'all, some of y'all may not have an offering, but I want every one of y'all to pass right here in front of me. I want to I touch your hand at least, and I want to agree with you today that you're going you're gonna to break out bigger this year than you ever have before. I don't care what the years look like up to now. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Like, yeah, line up over there. Come this way. I'm just going to agree with every one of you in the name of Jesus. Eric, I agree with you in Jesus' name. This is your year. In Jesus' name. Every financial burden broken. In the, I receive that in the name of Jesus. In the, I agree with you, Gil, in Jesus' name. I agree with you. I agree with your family in the name of Jesus. I agree, Bailey. Glory to God. I agree in the name of Jesus. I receive that. I agree and I receive that in the name of Jesus. I agree with you right now for your breakthrough in Jesus' name. I agree with you, Tallies. <laughs> Tom, I agree with you in the name of Jesus. I agree with you in Jesus. I agree with you in the name of Jesus. You and your whole family, Melody, I agree with I receive that. In the name of Jesus, I agree with y'all. I agree with you in the name of Jesus. I agree with you. 
I thank God. Amen. I agree with you, Joyce. Martin, I agree with you in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Marissa, Itaboya. Ha ha. Sabana Matea. I agree, Joe. I agree with you, Tallies. I agree with you, Titus. I agree with you, Lori, in the name of Jesus. I agree with you, sir, in Jesus' name. I agree with you, Autumn. I agree with you, Christian, in the name of Jesus. Tyler, Nayla, and Isaac, I agree in Jesus' name. Glory to God. In the Mose, we agree together. Shelly, I agree with you, Miss Rhonda. I receive. <laughs> Clint, I agree with you in the name of Jesus. I receive it. Talisha, I agree. Michael, I agree with you in the name of Jesus. Twyla, I agree with you in Jesus' name. I receive that and I agree with you in the name of Jesus. Derek, I agree with you. I agree with you, Tabitha. This is your year in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, their whole family, Lord. Their whole family, God. Debbie, I agree with you. Teddy, I agree with you. M.A. Sabaya, I agree with you in the name of Jesus. Thank God. Thank God. Come on, let's give Jesus a great big shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all know what to do with your super seed, with your tithe, your offering. Everybody, that you know what to do. Uh, listen, today you're going out of here with greater liberty and greater freedom than what you came in here with. I, I hope y'all know. Now, I'm a shepherd. As your pastor, I'm a shepherd. You know what I did today? I took my crook, that's that big stick, the shepherd, and I kicked the snot out of the wolves today. I start, I start, that's, that's what I'm feeling my spirit. I'm telling you, this ain't for, this, I'm, 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 I've been walking in and revelating. Now, now I'm not in the fullness of it. Don't get me wrong. I want to get in the million flow. But I got enough of a revelation of supernatural increase that the stuff that's going on right now in this nation, it ain't messing with me, not at all. Not at all. We, we li we're living above it. But you know what? I know some of you aren't. And, and the answer isn't sympathy. And the answer isn't that for us to just throw into that. The answer is for the word of God to come. And, and here's what I, felt, I really did. I felt like the Lord said there'd be deliverance today. And today, the whole time I was up here, I felt like I was taking that shepherd's crook and, and going at and knocking, knocking the uh, wolves off of your food. Get off of their stuff in the name of Jesus. Get up on out of here in Jesus' name. And, and as long as we, now as long as you know that that's where we're at, you won't leave here going, well, you know, that was a waste of time. No, it's not a waste of time. This is the word of God. We're, we're going we're to follow the Holy Ghost. And because of it, we're going we're to live uh, as the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. In every way. Anointing, you're always going to have plenty of anointing. Favor? Are you kidding me? You're going to have so much favor. People, you're, going, you're not going to have to call people. People will call you. You're going to have so many, you listen, you, so many people are going to call you. You're going to have so many messages on your phone. Your, your voicemail is going to be full. People are going to say, I tried to call you, but your voicemail was full. You'll be like, I'm trying. I can't keep up with it. I can't keep up with it. You. You're going to have to start a new business to, to support your current business. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank God. So, listen, I'm not going to keep you any longer. 
go in his presence before you leave here love someone because you do I appreciate y'all in the name of Jesus I thank God for you yes we have a bake sale oh we do yes we have a bake sale for the youth and there will be prayer tomorrow night prayer tomorrow night that's right so bake sale for the youth the youth are going to camp um you know I'll be honest with you they already they've already met the goal so and here's the thing you say so why are they having a bake sale now well because they're just going to go on through with it it's overflow amen amen so uh, if you want to be supportive of the youth, go for it. Uh, we're, we're excited. They're going to have a great time at Camp in Anadarko. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go and visit them one day. Uh, they do encourage parents to kind of stay away. So if you're a parent and you're thinking, hey, I think I'll go, probably don't. And, um, but I'm going uh, as, you know, just as a, a minister. And uh, I'm going to try to stay out of the way so they'll get what they need to get. But I love you guys. Stop by the brownies. There's not very many left. I'm just giving you a warning. The cheesecake, there's not, there's only two, what, two left now? Oh, only two small ones and what, all the pans are gone. So listen, this stuff is going quick. So uh, go in his presence and don't pie face no one to get stuff. I love y'all. I appreciate you. I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. There'll be prayer here. And then uh, I'll see you guys Wednesday in Jesus' name.